You're listening to the Huddlecast with Mac. And all, all of this, just your mom's like, what happened to the baby? Alexa. You can like take shampoo out of the mix and you just have ball cap. Forget washing your hair. That stuff takes long. Tara. What advice would you give to young married couples? And Graham. Don't put dandelions into your bread. And special guests for this episode, Mike. Hi. And Lori. God gives parents the privilege of introducing a child to the Holy God. So we're going to do something that is not normal for the Huddle Cast. I mean, this whole thing is a special edition. So we have um, we have Lori, obviously the birthday girl, but we also have her husband and our father, Michael. Hi. Oh gosh. <laughs> And um, we just thought this is a really good opportunity, given that um, they're older and they're wiser, and God has done beautiful work in their lives and given them lots of experience. And so um, we've been blessed to have you speak into our lives daily, speak truth and speak life and speak wisdom and um, and call us out in our sin and encourage us in areas that Christ is sanctifying us. And so we just thought it would be really cool for um, anyone that listens to this podcast to have, to be blessed in the same way. So we have some questions um, that hopefully people find helpful. um, And we hope that people find you as wise as we do, because you are wise. So um, I'll start and we'll just kind of go around the room. So Lori, we're going to start with you. We're going to start with you, Lori. Um, so the first question is, what has been the most rewarding part of being a mother? And you can take your time. You guys ask huge questions. <laughs> um, and when you say the most rewarding... Or just the one that you think of. I know, I know. It's like one of those, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? So the pressure's on. And from the way they have built me up to be some wise female guru. I'm just an ordinary mom trying to do my very best to follow after Christ. So um, there, there's a lot of error along the way, so don't think that everything's perfect. Thank you all for making me sound so good, but I'm totally flattered and not worthy of that. Um, but the most rewarding part really is um, kind of like what I was mentioning, uh, responding to Graham, is um, God gives parents the privilege of introducing a child to the holy God. Mm. And I've never taken that lightly. And to direct a child to Christ and then watch Christ change that person's heart and see what the Lord is doing, what is God doing with this child? Not how good you are, how fast you are, what you've achieved. There's so many worldly things out there that we can chase after, but really, if your heart is not chasing after God, my job has been worthless. It's nothing. Because in the end, I want to live all eternity with all of you. Wow, well, I guess maybe we could just stop right there. No. <laughs> don't drop the mic, Mom. Please don't drop uh, the mic. It's <laughs> too expensive. A mic drop. So, Mom, is what is the hardest part of being a mom and raising boys? Well, i got to say the hardest part has been McLean. Um, 
Graham, you're not a mom. I thought he was going to go for like toilet stuff because like boys are really gross. (laughs) Like they peed on the ceiling. (laughs) Right? Because girls can't do that. I mean, girls can't do that. You know what? You know what? You say that, but what I've learned so far in 23, almost 24 years is if you can dream it, you can do it. Gosh, Lori, the things you've probably cleaned. <laughs> like, I don't even want to know the things that you've cleaned, but I'm sure they're disgusting. You know, hardest part about having boys. The hardest part? Okay, so... And if you say letting them go, come on now. Cancer. I've loved raising boys. Boys are fun. I love to play with them. I love to share time with them. It was a delight to raise boys. I didn't know I was going to have boys, but God knew I was going to have boys. And he knew that I would be the perfect mom for boys. And I loved it. Um, I think the hardest part is you were kind of laughing, letting go, you know, them leaving or whatever. And yes, that's hard. But recognizing my place now because I'm not the woman in their lives anymore. You girls are. And that's kind of hard for me to adjust to, and I'm still adjusting to that. And I want you to be the number one girls in their lives. I don't want to be number one anymore, but I've been number one for so many years. It is an adjustment. So that's probably the hardest thing because it's been, you know, 23 years <laughs> of, of, of being the number one girl. So that's... Well, you can have him hard. back sometimes. <laughs> when he's bad. When he's bad, we'll send him back. I mean, I can't remove this tattoo on my shoulder, heart mom. I mean, it's just there. <laughs> the days in prison were tough. All right, Lori, I have a question for you. So Alexa and I have always felt really loved and included by you from day one. From day one, we entered this family. So what's the secret? Because typically you hear about monster-in-law and all these crazy stories about the mother-in-law. So what's your secret? You girls want all my secrets. <laughs> Especially that chocolate oh, yeah. chip cookie recipe. We need that one. I know. I keep getting these texts. I think I just need this recipe. What do I do with this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lori's such a great cook, by the way. <laughs> Many years of practice. Uh, <laughs> you girls are young ladies. And I love young ladies, and I love women's ministry. And to me, you are not just another woman, another young lady who loves the Lord that I want to encourage in her walk with the Lord, but God has positioned you in a special place to love my boys and love them in a sacrificial way that no one else in this entire world will be able to do for my own boys. And you girls are so dear, you make it so easy to love. So it's not like I'm having to do a lot of hard work over here. But um, when, the like right before the boys got engaged to each of you, uh, Michael and I had to kind of think about it and talk about it, and we're like, you know what? If we view this as losing our boys... We've lost. When we view this as we are gaining two daughters, our family is growing, it puts a whole different perspective on who you are. So your identity it are Thompson women now. 
So your identity is changed. You're part of this family, and we're we're delighted to have you as our part of our family. And I want to keep that going. And I want you to come here and feel like this is your home too, and that you are loved and cherished and you're wanted. And I really commend that because I think that um, characteristic of you stems from the very beginning of having these boys, recognizing that um, they're not your own, they're from the Lord, they're a gift. And so, so I commend that. That had to have started 23 years ago when the boys were born, recognizing that early on. So thanks for already taking initiative with that so long ago. Okay, so I kind of want to hug you girls and you guys have yeah, all these. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, feel, oh. I love that we can The girls are hugging. Yeah. Well, having grown up around my parents and seeing how my mom loves so well, just as you've heard from all of our stories, how she's loved us so well and um, and I can see how she's respected my dad well. Uh, you know, one of the pieces of advice that I guess, you know, Mac, Alexa, Tara and I are looking for is, you know, how do you go about loving and respecting my dad in a daily, simple and tangible way? So, you know, how do you do go about, how do you go about doing that and just make it practical? Maybe, I don't know, you know, how, how can I apply something, you know, tomorrow? You can apply this today. This was probably the easiest question you guys had for me. (laughs) And so the best way I can show Michael love and respect in a simple, daily and tangible way is by not speaking, by not saying what I really want to say. I'm so relieved you said that. I thought it was going (laughs) somewhere else. So to go on with the what not to say, women typically have a lot of words to say, and they've got things to say about how they feel, about what happened during the day, about who did what, about what's in the mail, what's on the floor. Everywhere they look, they got something to talk about. And husbands don't always want to hear all that, and a lot of times that then turns into things that men see as nagging or something that they don't want to hear their wife saying. And so using your words to edify and build up and think, this guy just came back from a really hard day. I might have had a hard day, but this guy had a hard day. Let's not burden him with all this. And how much are we writing this check for you for for this segment? Graham, how much should we budget for this? <laughs> Michael, do you agree with that? Do you think that you feel respected and loved that way? Or maybe it's just something you don't necessarily notice because she's literally speechless. What I know of my wife is, is uh, exactly what the four of you have observed in your examples, and that is that she is incredibly faithful. Um, but the thing is, many men, they seek after a woman who will be faithful to them. And that's not what I desired. It's not what I got. I got a woman who is faithful to Christ. And it is uh, the most valuable asset that I could have in my existence. If she's saying something to me, it's because I need to hear it, because of the sovereignty of God and the fact that 
in marriage, we are sanctified. We're changed. That's, that's actually one of the greatest assets of marriage. So what my wife does or doesn't say, I'm not really that concerned with because I'm confident in her faith and her faithfulness to the one I serve. And what she says is for the purpose of changing me for his glory. So it's a good question, but the answer is that whatever she says is good. Okay, so we're going to have a little thing that we call wife, that we call wifey talk. Uh, what beauty product could you not live without? Okay, big surprise here, girls. You girls could guess. Why don't I ask you what you think my beauty product is? Hairspray. What? Hairspray. Oh, darn, that is a good one. I was going to say moisturizer, like hand moisturizer, like lotion, hand lotion. Oh, lotion. That's a good one. I know, right? She does use lotion. That's not either of it? It's not. Oh, man, y'all might need a few more months in the marriage. Mm, Lipstick. You were always carrying around lipstick. That's what it is. Yeah, I should have guessed. You're right. It's lipstick. I think I've gotten addicted to it from the time I was a kid or hey, something. Hey, lipstick is a great thing. So whether I, it's Carmex or color or something, I don't know. you got to have your lips on and you can leave the house. Seriously, I have realized that more recently, that if I only have lipstick on... Like, I feel like I used to think that it was mascara. Like, like if, you ha- if I could only put on one... One piece of makeup, it was going to be mascara. But really, if my lips are like no color, it looks like I'm sick. So sometimes it's the lipstick that really like ties you all together. And the only reason why I could live without hairspray is ball cap. Oh, <laughs> so yes. true. You pull but up ball really caps really well. <laughs> you can like take shampoo out of the mix if you just have ball cap. Mm. Forget washing your hair. That stuff takes long. Okay, so more recently getting married, I have learned to be a better cook. I was never really cooking on my own, and you knew that. She's fantastic. Oh, thanks, baby. So I need one tip or trick from you about cooking or and baking. Well, I've been cooking and baking since I've been very, very young. So there's been a lot of experience. And over all these years, there's one thing that's the most important. Are you ready? Follow the directions. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Really? I can't hear up. that. That's such a lame tip. Yeah, I feel like I want to change every <laughs> single recipe. I thought you were going to say something like double the sugar. Most of the oh, mistakes gosh. people make is because they don't follow the directions. Yeah, that would definitely be me. I promise you. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it See, is. See, I, I, I'm a very detail-oriented person, so it's... So I'm very good at following the directions, and things mm. turn out just the way they're supposed to, for the most part. Mm. You remember when you and I tried to make that gluten-free cake or whatever, so we got this tapioca flour, but apparently we got the wrong type of flour, so the cake never rose. I, actually, I think it was just bread. We were trying to make gluten-free bread. bread. It was a failure, y'all. We sh- just should have followed the directions. You don't put dandelions into your bread. Okay, Dad, we're going to turn to you now to get some insight. What spiritual gifts do you see in Mom? Well, I, I see all the spiritual gifts, but the one that I would emphasize is what I said earlier, and that's faithfulness. And in fact, one thing that I did observe is that when she was talking about bringing Tara and Alexa into the family, uh, this wasn't a product of our conversation and our ideas. This was a product of, of us understanding that 
that is part of imaging God. God adopts us into his family. And so in simply understanding that in the context of the gospel, she was faithful to that. And it's evidenced every day in the lives of she and the girls. And one thing that the four of you probably don't know is very early in our marriage, actually before either of you guys were born, we were faced with a situation where a friend of ours uh, was pregnant and expecting and found that the child was likely going to be born with some sort of birth defect. And the mother was actually considering aborting the child. And it was in that context that Mom and I actually sat down and we decided that we would go to that woman and we would tell her that we would adopt the child if she would simply see it through to term and birth that child. It wasn't for sure that the child would have a defect, but, we, but you're never sure. You're never sure what's going to happen when you have a child. And in this case, the doctor was somewhat definitive that something would be wrong, and she was fearful, and your mom was faithful. And so before you were even born, your mom was ready to be faithful in adopting into the family. And so we were just simply exercising that when the girls came along. Wow. <laughs> Am I the only one that kind of wants to know what happened? Like, Yeah, I've never heard this wait, story. Wait, was the baby born with or without? Actually, the, the mother decided to, to, to bring the child to term, the mother... Uh, birthed the child and the child's healthy and happy today. Wow. Excellent. Dang. Okay. So you can't leave. <laughs> you yeah, have to I know. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you see what I'm da, saying? Da, da, da. He's left that. And, 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 this, and all, all of this, just your mom says, what happened to the baby? <laughs> so growing up, my dad always said that he had a few responsibilities. One, one of the biggest one is to make memories for the family. And, uh, and so in making all these memories and having memories of our family, well, what has been your favorite memory of mom? I'd have to say my favorite memory of mom is every moment with her. That when I think back to the very first memory, and that is standing in the hallway outside restrooms at a college dance where she was the date of one of my best friends and uh, I was there with someone else. We ran into each other and I remember just looking into her green eyes and I have no idea what she was saying, but all I could think about is what beautiful eyes and still do to this day. But Overall, my sense with your mom is eternity, where we do today what we are going to do for the rest of eternity, and that is now we're just simply learning how to worship God better together as we're married and we're 27 years into it, and one day, not in this life, we will understand how to perfectly worship God. And we will be there, not in the context of marriage, because there is not marriage in heaven, but we will be there together worshiping God for all eternity. And this is just kind of the warm-up, and the four of you are part of it. You get to watch us do what we do, and you've seen us goof up. But we're getting lots of good practice in together. That's awesome, especially as we are kind of newly married and get to watch you guys kind of go ahead of us and model what that looks like. 
it's been a blessing. So kind of the same question that Lori had earlier, but Michael, what is one simple, tangible, and daily way that you are the leader of the household? So kind of a practical way that you've that you lead this family and this household, and specifically Lori as your wife? Well, with Lori, I've learned, and I continue to learn, and I need a lot more learning <laughs> about um, being sympathetic and empathetic and the impact of how I express myself. Um, I tend to really focus on what I say. And I've been, I think, I, I think that is something that uh, maybe in being a male, I don't know, but my word is what I consider to be my oath. Keeping my word is important. And I think as a man, this is the way I think. However, to my woman, to my wife, it is so much more than just what I say. It's how I say it. It's how I look when I say it. It's where I'm looking when I say it. It is so much more comprehensive than anything as a man I really consider because all I'm really focused on is what it is I say. Do I mean what I say and say what I mean? And that's been very much a part of uh, raising up McLean and Graham because I want because it's the only way you can express truth. If you say if you as a father say something to your children and then they don't experience it, then how can they know how can they have confidence in what is true and what is not? How are you evidencing that in their life? And then how can they look eternally into light into God and have confidence that His word's true? Well, you can't. They, you can't as a child. So. You know, there's this part of me that I think is good in terms of focus, and then there's just this other part that I just completely miss. So it's my word. It's how I say my word. It's when I say my word. It's where I say my word. And that's part of simply leading the family and part that I need to continue to improve in. I think that those are some really great examples, Michael. So thanks for your input in that. We have one more question for you guys. And this is a question for both of y'all. I think a lot of our listeners can resonate and learn from this. So the question is, what advice would you give to young married couples? So the answer, I think, and Michael can respond um, for himself, but um, when two people are married to become one. In the covenant of marriage, that is what is happening. There are no longer two entities, but what God brings together and joins as, as one. So as one, and recognizing yourselves as one entity, when conflict arises, which we are all very sinful people, and conflict arises. I mean, it just happens. Um, you have to look at your mate and remember that your mate is not your enemy. You guys are on the same team, and it's not duking it out whose way is you know best and um, who's going to win. It's we both have to win. We both have to 
to act as one single entity, and it is hard to do. It is very hard to do. And we mess up all the time, but then we try it again. <laughs> what would you say? Well, in that context, I'd, I'd say uh, be mindful of the fact that as one, we have a common, we have a common problem. We have a common problem, not just as husband and wife, but we have a, a common problem as people, as creatures, and that is the problem of sin. In so many relationships in marriage, people don't recognize sin as sin. They recognize it as um, inherited behaviors from mother, mothers and fathers. They recognize it as a hard day at work. They recognize, they recognize it out of its biblical context. And so really um, recognizing yourselves biblically in the context of being one, recognizing sin as the common problem of not just your husband, your wife, but all humanity, and that's the context of it in your marriage. It's the only way you can effectively address uh, sin in relation to the gospel. And in that regard, you have to remind each other each day of the gospel and what the gospel is, the identity of God, the identity of man, the identity of Christ, and then each together as one, we have to respond to it. It's so easy in this life to just simply forget the gospel. Wow, guys, thank you so much for your advice there and all of our questions. Uh, Mom, we want to say again, thank you for making this family possible. Thank you for uh, being who you are. And, um, and giving us the desires in our heart um, or uh, rather exemplifying to us what it means to live out um, the desires that God places on our heart. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Huddlecast. You can follow us or ask questions on Instagram at Huddle Groups or go ahead and find each of us at Huddle Mac, Huddle Alexa, Huddle Graham, and Cuddle Tara. You can also find us on Facebook at Huddle Groups or Facebook slash Huddle Groups. However you access Facebook, it's Huddle. You can find it. I believe in you. Also, go to iTunes and review us. You know, the most recent review I thought was kind of interesting, and we'll share it with you, from someone called Mr. Eclipse, and I promise that's not one of us. I think it's not one of us. I, at least it's not me. So whoever is Mr. Eclipse, um, he wrote... Um, I truly enjoyed listening to these four connect with each other through their family ties and great storytelling. Throughout the podcast, biblical truth was mixed in with personal stories in their own marriages, activities, and surroundings. I can't wait for more. And we can't wait to give you more. So go ahead and go to iTunes and give us a review and we'll read it on our podcast and invite your friends. You know that there's someone that you're thinking of right now that you'd like to invite and then lastly, you know, we're just a couple friends, family members hanging out in the huddle. Take a picture of your huddle, whether that's your small group, Bible study, Sunday school, take a picture of your huddle, post it on social media and tag my huddle. We'll see you guys next week.